I got nothing. That that one that was just kind of like out of the archive, not the archives, just out of the the far reaches of the brain. Like you think that I would maybe spend some time away from this show contemplating what I could do to improve the intro, but I don't. And then I sit down and I hit the button, and then it thing goes, and I feel like saying, "Yeah, I don't know." It's it's just it's very snazzy music. Hello, welcome to Pointless Talk. I am Daniel Brewer. Delighted that you have chosen to join me today on this audio exploratory journey through the mind. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what that's from. I uh, alluded to on a previous episode that my partner and I had just bought a new house recently. And in fact, we did. We, we closed on our new house in November. And uh, one of the things that we have at this house that we didn't know until after we bought it. I mean, we, all right, we knew we had a tree in the backyard. We just didn't know what kind of tree it was. Uh, and then we found out that it is in fact a mango tree that we have in our backyard. Now I am not familiar with mangoes. In fact, I don't know that I've ever even eaten a mango. So this of course concerns me because I, I don't know what to expect off this mango tree. And, the, and now that they're starting to ripen, there are so many mangoes on this tree. So many. And they're not ripe yet. It's, a, it's also like a 25 foot tall tree. So it's like, yeah, there's some mangoes way the hell up in the air that you have to pick um, when it comes time to picking them. And this, this is the, the crux of my problem here is I don't know a lot about mangoes. And so I don't really know a lot about when to tell when they're ready to pick or not. And ordinarily, I would be the first person snickering out there and saying, yeah, why don't you use Google Genius? Because that's my go-to, right? Google? Of course I Googled it. There are 652,000 different varieties of mangoes, and each of them look different. And I have no idea what variety of mango I have. So I don't know whether I'm supposed to pick them when they're green, which you do with some varieties of mango, or whether you're supposed to pick them after they have color changed to either red. And some of mine are red, some of mine are yellow. Uh, I mean, not fully red, not fully yellow. They're green with red and yellow, not together. That would be a stoplight. Um, mangoes, right? So I, I'm, I, I don't know what, so I, I picked one today. It looked right. Like some of the, the best, I won't say best because I don't know enough about mangoes, but one of the more consistent pieces of advice that I was given through the Googles is that I should feel it, right? And if it's just tender, you know, it's not, it doesn't like, it's not smushy, but it kind of isn't rock hard that that is how you tell that a mango is ripe. Like I said, some of these are 25 feet up in the air. There's no way I'm going to be able to go up there and like pinch them. But I found this one that was within my reach. It had gotten quite big. It had a lot of yellow on it on one side. And, uh, you know, I felt it and it wasn't entirely rock hard. So I picked it today. I'm also, some of the videos that I've watched on YouTube say that you, after you pick them, you let them ripen for a few days on the counter before you cut into them. So I don't know. I, it'll be exciting later this week when I try to cut into this mango to see whether in fact it was ripe or not. So I'm, I'm just totally out of my league here with this mango tree. And I'm going to, I used to work in an office. Like that was a comforting thought to me was going, oh, 
yeah, there's going to be a ton of mangoes on this tree, but that's okay. I'll just take them into work and pawn them off on my coworkers. Well, now we're all working from home. So I don't know what I'm going to do with all these mangoes. I have no idea. What if, what if neither Zach nor I like mangoes? What I don't think either one of us have really had them before. So like, what if we just don't like mangoes? So we can't even eat some of them. We have to give all of them. I don't know. I would set up a stand out on the local highway and sell them, but you know, social distancing and stuff. And I don't, I don't want to be people walking up to me. These people are crazy. Anyway, don't know what I'm going to do with them. If you have any thoughts on a mango tree, email me, danieljbrewer at gmail.com. And I, and tell me, tell me what it is that I should be doing on my mango. I can send you a picture. If, 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 if you're a mango expert, I can send you a picture of the tree and the fruit and you can tell me what variety it is. What varietal? What variety? Varietal? Variety. Variety is a magazine. So varietal is where I'm going to go on that. Uh, I've also, uh, yeah, I think we're going to start this. I know I said in a very early episode, well, what the hell? I mean, this is episode six. So I mean, these are all very early episodes, but I, I made some reference earlier to not giving the, uh, the episodes cutesy names, but I'm thinking that technology Tuesday is going to be a thing. And Hey, it's Tuesday. So I've got a lot of technology stuff that I'm going to talk about today. See how that works? Technology Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll just try it and see. We'll, we'll just go with it. We'll just be loosey-goosey, kind of go with the flow kind of people. Now, on my other podcast, Dubious Intent, we sometimes periodically do a technology segment, have a, a catchy little theme song for it and everything. And uh, uh, this is not that. No, this is not going to be the technology segment where you call in with technology questions and I answer them. No, no, no. This is going to be just me talking about cool things in technology. And I kind of already did it last week when I talked about bacon and the product that I tried at the time was called unroll.me. So, uh, HTTP, unroll, U-N-R-O-L-L.me. And, uh, I, I told you that I would tell you how it went, right? I, I unsubscribed from all the, uh, subscriptions from my email. Um, go listen to the episode if you don't know what it does. Um, (laughs) And then you could roll them up. This was the special part of this product is that you could roll them up so that you would just get a digest email every day from Unroll Me. And I didn't know how that was going to work. It's been working remarkably well. I don't know how I've lived for all these many years without it. It's super cool. It's like getting your own customized little web page in your email every day with, uh, you know, a bunch of articles and you can skip over most of them. But if one looks exciting, like, oh, Oh, they're giving away free guacamole. You know, you, you click on it. Really cannot say enough good things about unroll.me after using the service for a week. So, so hold that thought because, you know, a week's not exactly long enough. I get not really long enough to, to give you a really good impression of it. Not really long enough to live with it. I feel like that's a problem with a lot of tech reviews that you read is that their initial thoughts and there's, these are all things that are being written by reporters that have handled the new product for maybe a half hour at some trade show, or maybe they got a demo unit sent to them, in which case you may get the, the hindsight benefit of them having a whole day to use it, you know, but no kind of, you know, none of these technology reviews 
for new products ever really have things about how it lasts over time, how it, you know, how it ages, uh, how fragile it, you know, those are all things that you find out much later. So that was, that was random. Um, so yeah, unroll.me highly, highly recommend it so far based off of my initial, uh, interaction with the product. I, on dubious intent this past weekend, talked about Tableau TV, and that's T-A-B-L-O-T-V.com. This is an over-the-air DVR, so a quad tuner over-the-air DVR that hooks into your antenna, and uh, it records, and then it connects into your home network, and then there's apps available for it for all of your screens in your house that you can then watch your DVR from any screen in your house. And then I didn't mention a couple of things. So I got some things wrong on the show that I want to correct. And I didn't mention one of the coolest features of it uh, on the show. So I'll tell you about that here. First of all, the, the things that I got wrong. I mentioned that the hard drive was included. Like mine came with a gigab, no, with a terabyte hard drive. Hard drive was not included. You had to buy a hard drive for it. I bought mine on Amazon and I bought the hard drive at the same time. I bought a, a terabyte drive. No lie. I think cost me $49, which is how I came up with a $250 price tag because the quad tuner Tableau TV on Amazon is $199. And then the hard drive being 50 bucks basically made it a 250 deal. Uh, the other thing that I didn't mention is that there is a subscription that you might want for program guide data that it will function without it. But if you want program guide data, you know, like what's going to be on for the next week or two or the next 10 days, you know, on every 10, you know, so that you can search through upcoming programs, that program guide data is a subscription for either $5 a month, $50 a year, or the option that I opted for, which is just $100 flat for lifetime. So I just paid the 100 bucks, or was it $149? Should I have that up over here? Yes, it's $150. So anyway, I figured, you know what, I'm going to use this for longer than three years, and I definitely want the guide data. So I just paid the $149, and it's done. And now the nice side effect of that is that that lifetime subscription is lifetime for you, which means that if you get rid of your Tableau and get another one, it transfers to that other one. If you get, if you decide, you, know, you don't have to get rid of the old one, right? So if you get more than one Tableau on your account, associated with your account, they all have lifetime. So it is, it's not like the TiVo where lifetime means lifetime of the hardware, and then you have to buy another one every time. So there you go. Those are the things that I got wrong on the price. And the one cool thing that I didn't mention on dubious intent that I really should have is that because there's apps available on your phone and your tablets, you don't have to be in your house to watch it. So, um, from work, you know, if I recorded something on my DVR at home, or if I just wanted to watch live TV at work, I just pull out my phone and launch the Tableau app. Uh, the, the desktop computer app is weird. It has to be on the same network as your Tableau. So that won't work mobile, but your, your apps, the things that run the apps, like the, your, your phones, right. And your tablets. Wow. I'm just tripping all over myself tonight, aren't I? It's tripping Tuesday. Maybe I'll do tripping in Tuesday instead of technology Tuesday. That might, that might be a thing. Where was I? Uh, yeah, the app. So you can, yeah, on your phone and on, uh, your tablet 
from anywhere. So anywhere that you're on any network, you can then launch that and it'll talk to your DVR at home, provided that, you know, you have power in your house and you have internet in your house that's letting it come out because you're connecting directly to it. It's not connecting to a cloud service. All right. Uh, It's not important other than the fact that that's just really cool. So thought I'd point that out. So this particular technology Tuesday, it's a thing, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about NVNOs and you're going to ask me what the hell is an NVNO? Well, some of you might already know. An NVNO is a mobile virtual network operator, which is the dumbest acronym ever in the history of the world, right? Uh, why not call it a virtual mobile network operator? Because then, you know, it would be a Venmo, which I think was already taken. Anyway, an MVNO is just a really highfalutin way of saying that it's a subcontractor for a wireless network operator, and of which there are four that we all know about, right? Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Sprint, right? Those are your, at least in the United States, those are your MNOs. And then you have these virtual MNOs. So what they do is they buy time from the big guys in bulk, right? They just buy a bulk amount of bandwidth and, and, and time on their networks and then turn around and resell it. And because they buy it in bulk, they can buy it at wholesale and they can turn around and they can undercut the carrier because they don't have to spend the money on maintaining the network or like paying some kind of spectrum fees because they own the radium spectrum and everything, right? So they basically... Uh, can undercut the network. So you're basically getting Verizon at lower than Verizon cost. You're getting T-Mobile at lower than T-Mobile cost, et cetera, et cetera. And you probably know MVNOs. You just didn't necessarily know that's what they were called. Uh, let me tell you some of them as I scroll here on this screen, just in a flawless manner, my side. Uh, Metro is an MVNO. Straight Talk, uh, Google Fi, Ting, Cricket Wireless, Republic Wireless, Wing, Boost Mobile, Simple Mobile, okay? These are all uh, MVNOs. And the one that I'm going to talk to you about today is Mint Mobile. And that is because that is the one that I am using. Mint Mobile is an MVNO for T-Mobile. So if you have good T-Mobile service and you have a phone that operates on the T-Mobile network or AT&T, because both T-Mobile and AT&T are uh, GSM. So those two are... You know, a phone that runs on a T-Mobile network will run on the AT&T network and, and backward. Their, their whole deal is that they just charge you in bulk. Not in the kind of bulk that they buy, but they sell their plans by three months, six months, or a year. And each tier gives you uh, a little bit of, uh, of, of a discount, right? So you choose how much data that you want to have. It's unlimited voice, uh, unlimited text. And then the data is what you're going to choose, right? What, how much data that you want. And your choices are you can get three gigabytes of data, you can get eight gigabytes of data, or you can get 12 gigabytes of data. Now, because this is T-Mobile, it's the same rules as if you were on T-Mobile, which means that once you hit your cap, you're not turned off, you're just throttled from LTE. So you're throttled back. So your speed drops a little bit after you reach that cap. Uh, so if you go with the eight gigabyte plan, which is a lot of data, that's a whole lot of data, uh, for three months, you would pay $20 a month, right? For six months, you'd pay $25 a month. 
And if you got it for a whole year, if you went ahead and prepaid for a whole year for $240, you would get Toyota be come out to $20 a month. So $20 a month for eight gigabytes and unlimited everything else was certainly better than the $30 a month that I was paying for my T-Mobile prepaid plan. And I already knew that T-Mobile had really good signals everywhere that I hang out because I had been on T-Mobile previously. I've been very happy with Mint Mobile. So they, they have an, an intro offer which will basically give you your three-month plan at the 12-month price. So initially, if you wanted to just evaluate it for three months, right, you could pay $45 and get three months of the three-gig plan. $60 will give you three months of the eight-gig plan. And $75 will give you three months of the 12-gig plan. So it's, you can try it at that. And then when it comes time to renew, you can either renew at the yearly, if you really liked it to keep that low price, or you can go back up to a, to a lower for higher. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're over at mintmobile.com, by the way, if you wanted to go and take a look at them, but I've been quite happy with them. They, they send you the SIM card. They send you the activation key stuff to, to get it all set up. Anyway, you can check them out over at mintmobile.com. And if you decide that you want to try it, uh, there's a link in the show notes that will. So it's a referral code. You don't have to use it. All, it, all it'll do is that if you decide that you're going to go with Mint Mobile, it will give you uh, some credit towards a renewal of a plan. And it'll give me some credit towards a renewal of a plan. Um, so that's all it is. It's, it's just a you get a, a renewal credit and I get a renewal credit and everybody's happy. But like I said, it, it, there's no. It's not like uh, I'm getting, you know, a shackle every time someone does it. I just happen to like the service. Uh, and it's something that I think you should maybe try out, especially if you're paying some of these insane 60 to $100 a month cell phone bills. Yeah, come on. 20, 20 bucks a month. 20 bucks a month for eight gigs of data. Ain't bad. So check them out, uh, mintmobile.com if you want to save yourself some moolah on the, I'm now it sounds like a commercial. This is, they're not a sponsor. This is not a commercial. Sorry. Sorry. Stop. Stop. That was pointless. I can be reached on Twitter. I am at Daniel Brewer. I can also be reached by email, danieljbrewer at gmail.com. You know, I don't have a phone number. But you can certainly send me a recording of your voice, right? All of you with smartphones out there, you can have, there's a voice recorder app you can use and then just email it to me. Just email it to me. Gee, now I sound like I'm begging. I'm really not begging. I'm not, I'm not a beggar. Please.